There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. episode of the Championship Roundtable podcast. You can find the show at Championship Pod on Twitter. Uh, we want to say a huge welcome to everybody. Obviously, this is the start of the 2019-20 campaign. Uh, our first episode, should I say, of the season. I know, obviously, it's uh, the summer transfer window coming up and, and, and fixtures seem a long way away yet. Uh, but I'm joined by Jake Jackman, as ever. Um, and we're going to basically run down all the management chops and changes that have happened over the course of the last few weeks. Um, and firstly, actually, because as we record, it's only just happened a couple of hours ago, is the sacking of Gary Monk, Monk at Birmingham, Jake. So do you want to say hello and get us started with that departure? Go on, first episode of the season, Louis, the 18th of June. <laughs> We're still about two months away from games, but uh, there we, we go. We'll... We can't stay away. <laughs> we can't, no. It's, uh, yeah, so obviously that, that happened today, which I think it's been in the pipeline for a few days now. I think we've all heard about mm. it, um, rumblings that, that it, it was going on. Um, but it's a bit of a weird one, to be honest. I think um, I think he's done a very good job there. And uh, yeah, Me too. If you think of teams in the Championship, you know, you've got... Um, Leeds United, who you know, are known for not being able to get promotion. You've got Derby, who are known for bottling it in the playoffs. You've got, you know, QPR, known for being just the most mediocre, mediocre team there is. And then you've got Birmingham, who are just known for sacking very good managers way too early. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird thing to be known for, but that's what they are becoming. Um, obviously, got rid of Rower, um, who's got went on and and it somewhat stained his reputation. Um, yeah. at Stoke but I think Monk came to Birmingham a uh, similar sort of appointment to that he did poorly at um, Middlesbrough which, I, which is why I think he took the job when Birmingham uh, were, were where they were I think they're near the bottom but he came in he did a really good job got them up the table I think last year I'd say they came close to getting the playoffs before the point deduction stuff happened I'd say they, they were on the, yeah. on, on, the, on the edge of that and, and certainly looked like one of the better teams in the, in the division and now he you know they've always had financial fair play problems hanging over from when Harry Redknapp was the manager uh, and the big spender went on in that summer. But I think he's done very well that job and he, he helped them avoid relegation last year. Um, um, obviously two years ago, then last year he, he made sure they didn't get relegated after points deduction, which is it's all right. You know they finished twelve points uh, above the drop zone even with those nine points deduction. Yeah. And I think if if that didn't come when it did I think maybe they would have had more motivation to play towards those playoffs and they might have got closer to it because we saw Leeds they um uh, Aston Villa sorry they went on a a big run and it, I'd say Birmingham were above them for a large part of the season so yeah they've got a lot of good players like it's a weird one um must be something that's gone on behind the scenes I know there's a, a, a bit it's, of a disagreement it's, about it's been the, in the yeah line, yeah I think there's been disagreements and I think it's I think the the hotter and the gardener swap deal type thing that that has just happened, I think angered him a little bit. But 
weird it's a weird way to lose a manager um especially as now as, as we'll come on to they're keeping his assistant as the caretaker manager they've, yeah. they're keeping james Beattie. you know these are two monk loyalists from the last few years pep clotte and um james Beattie, uh being wherever he's gone really so uh it, it's in, it's going to be interesting how this plays out because i think if he comes into another job which there might be an opening soon at, at, at a certain club i've just mentioned as playoff bottlers that we might come on to in a bit Mm-hmm. He's certainly one of those managers you'd think would be favourite to fill in the championship post. Definitely, yeah. It's it's funny you should say that because I were going to say I, yeah, I worry for Birmingham a little bit now uh, because under Monk I always thought that they were light at the end, end of the tunnel. Um, whether you know if it had been there a year or, or, or a couple more, um, and I think in that division in the championship he is a very very good manager. And like you say, something's gone off on behind the scenes. But ultimately for uh, Gary Monk, a team potentially like a Derby County, which I know we're going to come on to maybe Lampard moving on, uh, but he won't be out of a job long, you know, uh, give or take a couple of months. So when the season starts and a club makes a rash decision after six weeks and sacks a manager, then Monk may fall straight into that. And, uh, you know, there'll be, there'll be many teams crying out for him. Um, but having said that, yeah, strange decision, uh, but, Ultimately, it's like I said, it's it's been in the pipeline a while, hasn't it? So it, it's, I think it's really interesting because you know he's forty years old now. He's, he managed Swansea yeah. in the Premier League, did did okay there. I think um, following managers made his job um, look a lot better. Went on and managed Leeds and did did a fairly job there. To be honest, a uh, fairly good job there. We're unlucky not to get the playoffs that season. Didn't go well at Birmingham, but he's come back um, at Middlesbrough. Sorry, he's come back at Birmingham and he's he's done really well. And I think that he'd have learned a lot from these these first few jobs. He's quite experienced for a, a manager of that age. Yeah. So I think he's, he is. He's, he's somebody that I think a lot of clubs will want. Uh, just a follow-up question to, to Monk leaving. What do you think this means for Shea Adams now? Because I think that this could be something that really means that he's going to leave because, you know, a, an unsettled club is not a place to be when you're a, a young, talented striker like, um, it's, like it, he is. It's a, it's a great point. And we can go back six months even. And, and I kind of, I was 50-50 split whether Shea Adams would have left in January. So for him to still be there and, and at the minute there hasn't, you know, been much talk about him moving on as yet. I know things hot up on the 1st of July and, and you know, we're, like we said already, we're, we're recording very, very soon um, ahead of the fixtures. And he, he could still move on. But yes, with, with Monk leaving, I'd, I always expected either Shea Adams or Lukas Jukovic, one of those, to leave. Um, so, seeing as you've mentioned Adams, then I wouldn't be surprised whatsoever if he, he did leave in, in the next eight weeks. Do, do you agree with that? Yeah, I think so. I think there's going to be Premier League uh, clubs that see this departure of Monk uh, and they're going to really try and capitalise on that and bring in Adams I know Southampton World Club that were interested um, I think there's probably several more um, in the Premier League and probably some at the top end of the Championship that might think that they could bring him in um, for around you know that £50 million mark yeah. um, so yeah I, th- yeah. I think he, he's all but certain to go I'd be shocked if he was still here um, when the first game is played uh, at the start of August to be honest Definitely. Let's go on to Derby County, Jake, uh, because we've already mentioned Lampard and the potential departure of him to Chelsea. Um, Obviously, a lot of talk about him at the minute moving on. I know you said about three months ago that you expected Lampard to go to Chelsea, whether Derby County went up via the playoffs or not. Losing in the final, do you expect him to go even more so now? 
Yeah, I, th- I think he would have went if, even if even if they would have won that final. To be honest, I think he's that Chelsea, the position they're in. I think a year ago they wouldn't have even thought about it, but because of the the financial fair play regu- um, punishment they've got of, of not being able to sign a player for the next two transfer windows, we've got a lot of good young players. They they're in the Champions League, you know. They they're still in a still got a lot of good players, even though they've lost Eden Hazard. But they're going to need to rebuild and and use that youth academy, use the likes of Mount, Tamori, Hudson Adori, players that you know two of those Lampard coached last season. So. It does seem like a perfect fit, and he's got that connection with the fans. They're bringing in the likes of Peter, Peter Cech and Claude McAuley into to roles at the club. It seems like they really want to bring back that, that generation to to reconnect the fans, the players, and, and the ownership. So it just looks yeah. like the perfect perfect appointment. Um, I think that... It's Lamp- like a glove, wouldn't it? Yeah. It is, and it's... I think for Lampard as well, it's... it's it's a perfect opportunity for him because he gets the, man- gets the opportunity to manage a club that you know he's synonymous with. He's got a great relationship with. There's not going to be as much pressure without those without being able to bring in players because nobody's going to expect him yeah. to to win the Premier League if he I can't agree. sign a player, especially after losing Eden Hazard. So it's it's mm. it's a no risk appointment for Chelsea. Really, it's a no risk gamble for Lampard as well. It, it seems perfect, and I can't really see how. He's gonna fail there. I don't think he's gonna win trophies galore for for the first couple of seasons at least. But he could real um, he could build a foundation. It's something that Chelsea have wanted for a long time. They've always been chopping and changing managers and, and Lampard as a, as a as an individual that was at the club as a player for you know over a decade. He, he maybe he's the the person to manage that club for. Maybe not as long, but a, a four or five year stint that they, they probably need. And the the football he was playing as well um, with Derby, I think, will probably be better suited to the Premier League, especially with the the individuals he'd have at his yeah, maybe. Those at Chelsea, a mm. lot more you know technically gifted players. Um, he'd obviously have Mount there and and be able to bring him through, um, be able to give a chance to those young players that the supporters have been crying out to to be given a chance to. So I think it's perfect. You know? Um, I think Derby will probably get a fair deal for him, but yeah, I, I can't see how he's going to stay. I, I saw this happening a mile off the moment. Sarri was going to leave and the transfer ban came in. There was only really one candidate for that job. Yeah, I agree. It does, like I say, fit perfectly. Um, I still do think Lampard is very, very premature in his management reign. I mean, he's only done a year at Derby, as we know. Um, but having said that, You've already touched on it, Jake. It is a no-risk appointment. Whether Lampard does well or not, he's always got the an excuse that he's not been able to bring in any players. Um, if he was given time, you know, a couple of seasons and say, look, you know, maybe bring home a, a League Cup and, and, and Champions League football, you know, finishing in the top four and he, and he were to do that, then, then fair play to him. But I still think he's got a hell of a lot to learn. Um even with the season he's had at Derby, you know, we, we, did, we did say he, he relied a lot on, on, on the lone players that he, he had. Um, and some of those players were fantastic. So I'm still unsure about him as a manager. But in terms of him going to Chelsea, it was probably going to happen one day. So, so why not when there's, when there's an opportunity? And, and, and like you said, Jake, they need to connect the fans again with the club and, and the management. So um, that one will potentially happen and next time we could I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if that was a done deal many other managers as well Jake uh, exiting and, and you know being signed up to new clubs let's talk about Jonathan Woodgate who's now um, 
whose managerial career will now start at Middlesbrough after Tony Poulis has left. What's your thoughts on the appointment of Jonathan Woodgate, mate? I think it's similar to, to Lampard last year. I don't really know what to think of it. I think he was a yeah. a very, very good player, one of the best defenders um, that Newcastle have had in the last 20 years, I think. So as, as a support of that club, I obviously know him well. And he's been a part of the Middlesbrough setup for a while. He was obviously there as a player um, a couple of times. Mm. So probably a good place for him to start, I think. The Middlesbrough fans became so disenchanted with the, the football that Pulis was playing, and it wasn't only the football; it's the fact that the squad they did and, and didn't even get into the playoffs. I mean, it, it is a. Uh, I, I think that you know it's 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 a good opportunity for Woodgate, and I, he came across like in, in his the stuff he said since he's been unveiled. He, he's speaking well. I think he he looks like he suits being a manager. You know. Um, He's talking, he's saying the right things, and, and you know, defenders, defenders, mid, and, and you know, defenders often make good managers. I think it's you know, they're always got you know, seeing the game in front of them, and that's probably got given them a lot of interesting tactical, um, some insights. You know, going off to play in Madrid as well, one of the biggest clubs in the world, I'm sure yeah. he's probably a, a lot further along tactically than some of the, the players that have stayed in England their whole career, like Lampard. So, I think it'll be interesting. I think it's it's impossible to say if it's a good appointment or not. It's a risk, but Middlesbrough went for that tried and tested approach with Pulis. Didn't work, so why not go for that you know, exciting young manager now and, and give him a chance? You know what? I'm going to be controversial, and although it's you know potentially not a risk like you've said, I'm not convinced by him. Um, I know he's been in the you know academy and, and assistant for for the last two seasons and he's, he's signed a three-year deal actually which I'm kind of surprised about it's probably a year too many for me um, especially with the inexperience that he has got at first team management in uh, at any level um, of a professional club um, so yeah I'm unsure but I'm really intrigued to see how Middlesbrough adapt their playing style from last season under Poulis to Woodgate under this. I'm sure they're going to be more attacking and not rely on defence as much because even though Middlesbrough, you know, just fell short of the playoffs, you've got to hand it to Poulis that he does, you know, as a defensive coach, he does get it right. Like Middlesbrough have conceded minimal amount of goals this last couple of seasons and and, and have been great for that. It's just the, the forward line that you know, have, have let them down. And, and I'm sure Woodgate, he's already said that he likes, you know, he wants his team to play football and attack. And, and for that reason, like you said, Jake, it will be similar to the Lampard, um, you know, when, when he came in at Derby. I'm just not convinced that, that Middlesbrough will do any better under Woodgate than than they did under Poulos, if I'm the, honest. The, the thing with me, it just, I would just compare it to sort of the flurry of Manjuri putting his word last summer and going into the last season across the the football league and in Scotland as well. We obviously had that crop of of the so-called golden generation. You know, you had Lampard at Derby. Obviously, spoke about him. Gerard mm-hmm. did some good things at Rangers. Um, Joey Barton, a, a little lower profile in, in terms of his footballing ability, but he made Fleetwood into a, a pretty decent team in League One, one of the better teams to watch from by all accounts. And and Sol Campbell down what he did at, at Macclesfield. I think they all did it. Came in and did well. So I think that's probably given Middlesbrough the you know, the confidence to, to bring in work and it's not so much of a blind appointment because they he's been at the club for so long. They obviously know a bit about him. They 
they you know they're not bringing him in like uh, Derby brought in Lampard. I have no idea. They they know what he's about. I think, and and Gibson isn't isn't a fool um, as an owner. He, he doesn't. He's normally he's one of the better ones. Um, really, I think he's obviously been in the championship a few t- more years than he'd have wanted. But I think he's, he gives the man just time, and I think he's he wouldn't have brought him in if he didn't think he was ready. So I think the fact he's been appointed by Middlesbrough and he's been there for a while gives me a bit more confidence than you have. But it is a risk, and and if it starts poorly and they don't win in the first six games, there's probably going to be a lot of pressure on him already. Yeah, I you made a good point in the fact that. If he's given time, then that's great. If, if he is given time, a couple of years at least to get things right and the team he wants and, you know, the, so that they can adapt to his management style, then great. It's just it's just whether, you know, three months in and the, the sat mid-table, you know, the, the, the clogs start to begin to tick in. It'll go round in Gibson's head, you see, and, and that's when, you know, it comes down to the nitty-gritty. But we shall see. Um He's also obviously got Robbie Keane and Leo Perkovic as his assistants. Um, so, yeah, best of luck to Woodgate. Uh, time will tell with that one. Let's move on to West Brom. Um, Billich to West Brom. Uh, I didn't see this one coming a couple of months ago, but I'm really excited about this one. What's your thoughts on this, Jake? Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Yeah, it's a bit of an odd one, really. Um, you wouldn't have thought that he'd be coming down to manage in the championship, but he hasn't no. done anything since he left West Ham. So I guess he, you know, he, he wanted to get back in the game, uh, and this is a good opportunity to do that. Obviously, obviously, he likes being in England um, from his time at, at, at West Ham, playing there, and then obviously managing there. Was linked to the England job as well, I think, at one point. So he, you know, he's quite well known to this country. It'd be an interesting one. I think it's a little bit different to what. They've had in the past, you know, a bit different to Pulis, um, more experience and a higher profile than than a, a Darren Moore or a, um, Jimmy Chan. So it, it'll be interesting. I I think the championship probably suits him as a manager better yep. than the Premier League does. I think he doesn't quite have it when it comes, to, you know, the tactical, um, you know, the, the coaches that you get at the very top often got caught out for... Probably one West Ham were often seen as one of the worst teams without the ball um, when he was manager there. So it'd be interesting to see how West Brom do do that. But you know, I think it's they're going to have one of the bigger budgets again. I think they've got an experienced squad. They're probably going to make a few signings. Um, 
and I read recently they're back in for Dwight Gale, or at least they're looking back at that. So that would be interesting to see if that happens. Um, Makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I, I think it's 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 an exciting appointment. It shows how far the championship has come in the last few years. Uh, obviously, Benitez was there a few years ago in Newcastle, but I think this is slightly different. I think it's a manager coming in at a, at a club that was there last season. He's um, a brand new appointment. It is slightly different. So it, it, it shows how far the championship's come, come and I think we're going to see more of these high-profile European coaches come in and, and manage teams. Yeah, definitely. It's exciting to have uh, managers like Bielsa and Benitez as in the past and now Bilic with vast management experience um, coming in and yeah, it's it's making it more prestigious as a division and, and it makes teams like Leeds and and West Brom most prestigious with managers like that. Um, he's, he signed a, uh, a two-year deal, I believe, Billage, um, which is about right. But if I'm really honest, I didn't want to go into predictions, etc. really, um, for the forthcoming season. But having said that, West Brom, for me, should be finishing in the top three next season. But with the Billage appointment, then for me, they would be one of my firm favourites for automatic... Um, promotion next season I just think you know with with Bilic coming in is is exciting obviously great motivator um very very good appointment for this division so even the management appointment alone for me gives them you know that extra ability to go one step further in this division and and for me they'll definitely be pushing the top two do do you agree with that as well yeah I think it's too soon to make Bigger point, uh, big predictions. Obviously, there's a lot of transfer business to be done, but I think they're going to be a team that's real ambition to oh, go man. up. And I think yeah. that, that that this appointment shows that more than anything. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think it's a great coup for West Brom, and you know, and like I say again, very very soon in in the season uh, without a, a ball being kicked. But for me, they'd be in my. Uh, you know, top four at least again next season. Uh, but let's talk about Steve Cooper going to Swansea, off, off, obviously after uh, Graham Potter left, Jake. Um, what's your thoughts on Steve Cooper, obviously a Welshman as well, um, coming to this division? Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting one. I tipped Swansea as a team that I thought were going to go on and be a, a real force next season and, and finish. Yeah, six. I did too. Yeah. I think I'm not quite as confident that now. I think with Potter, they, they were, they're they a really good team to watch and they look to be building something good there, a lot of young players, but I don't, I'm not certain on Cooper. It's a, it's a risky appointment. He's done very good coaching in youth setups across, across the country. Um, well known in that, that, in that area. Um, but he's never really managed a club. Um, he doesn't have a great deal of it uh, of experience. So it's, it's. I I think Swansea have looked at it as a, a bit of an out there appointment. I think it it was similar for um, similar last year with, with Potter. Um, it's a little bit more proven because we'd seen him managing in the yeah in the Europa League, whereas Cooper's never never managed a, a senior. A senior team, but he's got he's worked at Liverpool. Obviously, worked in in England setups. He's obviously obviously got something about him as a coach. Uh, and Swansea like having these coaches that um, play attractive football, have, a, have an identity, bring in 
young players. Um, and I think he, he's going to be a coach that suits the Swansea style, but whether he's got the the quality to, to transition into not only playing good football, but winning football matches as well, it, it remains to be seen. But it is a, a typical Swansea appointment. I think they deserve credit for making it. And I, th- I think their supporters are probably going to give them a fair chance because it is a, an appointment that, that just matches their... Their, the identity they had when they got up to the Premier League and, and they've lost it somewhat, but started to to re reimplement it last year with Potter. So I think it, it's a carry on to that, but I just don't know if he's got the the quality that that Potter had. But we, we'll see. Um, we'll see what what happens and and see how it goes. I think it's a risk, but it's one that could pay off. But yeah, I think we can rule them out of of being one of the favourites for the playoffs based on this appointment. I think. Yeah, I've got my doubts as well. I'm I'm swaying to agree with you. Um, I've had the pleasure of meeting Steve Cooper actually and interviewing him during the Under-17 Championships last year. And he's very level-headed, down-to-earth guy, you know, lovely guy. Um, and he'll he'll probably do okay at Swansea. My my only issue is I see I see him being very similar to Graham Potter. It's it's kind of of a like for like appointment for me. Although, uh, you know, when if, if you look at the downside of, of Cooper's CV, he hasn't got that first-team experience, like you said, you know, only at academy levels, etc. And, and you know, I know he's been in the England youth set-up. Um, but but first-team management at, at this level, whether it's even League One Championship or Premier League, is, is just a totally different kettle of fish. So, like you, I'm, I'm a bit unsure over the appointment long term um i think under under if potter had still been there i was, I was starting to tip them to uh, you know finish in the top 6 next season even though daniel james has just gone to manchester united um but under yeah under uh, cooper there's there's definitely a few question marks for me uh, but i wish him well and and with him being a welshman you know going going to swansea and they can play some great football. Um, at times last season, they were just inconsistent. So if he can change that, then then they'll be up there. But um, only time will tell with this one. Um, but like I say, best of luck to him. The other team that I'd like to talk about, uh, Jake, finally, before we finish up this episode, is Hull City's manager. So was it a surprise to see Adkins leave initially? Um, I think it was. Um, I think he did a good job there last year, but I think when he was appointed by Hull, it was quite an underwhelming appointment, uh, and it was very much one that looked like they were trying to save the pennies. I think he, he obviously did great at Southampton, over you know, back when they got promoted. But he, since yeah. then, he's had a few, a few good spells, but it's never, he's never tw- taken off to those levels. But I think last year he really, re, you know, recreate, a, rebuilt his reputation somewhat with with Hull, play some really good football. I think he was helped by having two of the most talented players in, in the division on their day in, in Bowen and, and Grisicki. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, he, he did well there, and and especially at home, they were very difficult to beat and, and scored quite a few goals. So I think he's probably seeing it as a... a he's, his squad's probably going to get worse. It's going to get worse this summer. It's not going to get better. So in that sense, I think he's probably think it's time to cash on and cash in on that reputation leave now um before it goes bad and and maybe pick up a better job in the division based on what he's done over the last year so uh, i think it's it's slightly career driven by him 
but also I can't really blame him for that because um, I'm sure working at Hull under those owners is horrendous at the best of times. So yeah, I can see why I made yeah. it, and I, I can't really see who they who who comes in and and does well. I haven't even seen who's really been linked to it, to be honest. So if if you, you know any of those, Louis. Well, I, I've got one name written down, but it wasn't because there was favour or anything like that. It's simply because I'd, I'd like to just see him back in this division. Um, and that's Darren Moore. We all know what happened at West Brom. I thought, you know, he was hard done to um, and he played some decent football uh, under under Moore, West Brom did. And, you know, he got him to fourth in the division and, and they still never managed to, you know, go up via the playoffs having, having got knocked out by Villa. So for me... Darren Moore would be a good appointment for anybody in the championship. Um, so I'd, I'd really like to see him get that job. But at the minute, the favourite is Grant McCann um, with Michael Appleton just behind at 5-1 to one and Sol Campbell at 7-1 to one as well. But we've already talked about Gary Monk, but he's, he's, uh, he's fourth in line at 14-1 to one for the job. So already he's been linked with, with teams in the championships, which, which is no surprise. Um, what's your thoughts on Grant McCann at the, currently the favourite? Um, yeah, I think he's an he's an all right coach. Uh, he did did well at Peterborough for a time. Obviously, did very well with I think it's Doncaster last year, wasn't it? Got them into the playoffs. So yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he's done quite well at that level, and I can see why they would be looking at him because I think he'd probably be quite a cheap manager to get in, um, and he's got a bit of experience and. Normally manages teams towards the top end of the division he's in, even though you know now he wouldn't be doing that a whole. I think Appleton would probably be a better better appointment. I think out of the names you've read, obviously apart from Monk, but I don't think he he'll be going there. So mm-hmm. I think Appleton um, would be a very good appointment for them. Uh, you know, he's coached at tons of clubs. He managed Oxford, did quite a good job there. Um, managed, you know, was part of the Leicester set up for a while under with Ranieri so he's he's been about um yeah I think he'd be he'd he'd be a he'd be a good appointment I think out of the, those names definitely that he's the one for me. Um what do you think of those of McCann, Appleton, Campbell? Uh, they, they all make sense. Um McCann again would would be a risk but like you say he's done he's done well at Doncaster uh, especially with the team he's got be kind of overachieved. Um it'd be you know it it just makes perfect sense for him to go to Hull City so I can see why he's favourite. I think experience-wise, like you've touched upon, Appleton, but I'm still sticking with Darren Moore. I'd just love to see him come back into this division because I, I think he's good for the championship and, you know, he might have to take a, a step backwards. You know, I, I know he had a job at West Brom um, and, you know, go lower down in the league, let's say, to to Hull City to, to make an, a name for himself. Um, but I'd, I'd really like to see him given the job. Um, and he's currently 15 to one at the minute to get it. So th- th- the only thing for me, and you've kind of already touched upon it, Jake, is last season Hull was so inconsistent and without the likes of Bowen and Grzycki, I, I really fear for them. So if, if you know, if, if them or one of those were to move on over the summer, um, I know they've always been linked with, with moves away from the club, then they may be one of my tips to, to go down next season, depending on you know, who, the, who the manager is. But I really fear for that squad as well. Um, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I think Hull, have, they've been asset stripping for a long time and yeah. um, it's going to continue, isn't it? So yeah, I'd, I'd 
think they're going to be in League One before they're going to be in the Premier League again, let's put it that way. Yeah, definitely. I can't disagree with you there. Uh, but with that, unfortunately, we are out of time. If you'd like to let our listeners know, Jake, where they can find you, uh, now would be a good time. Yeah, you can get me on Twitter at Jake Jackman with two N's. So we're on mostly t- ranting about Newcastle, and I'm sure that there's going to be a Premier League episode or- regarding Newcastle soon because there's stuff going on that is just about to come to a head so yeah that'll be out in the next couple of weeks I'd imagine so keep an eye out for that um but yeah if you obviously follow the show and keep an eye out what we do over the summer because we will try and get as many of these up as we can yeah definitely I was just going to say as transfers are breaking news and you know the lead up to the season I'm sure we'll do our uh 1 to 24 predictions for the championship in, in due course. So we will certainly be recording over the next, you know, two to four weeks, I'm sure. Uh, but I've been your host at Louis Shackshaft on Twitter. Uh, you can follow the show at Championship Pod, uh, where we post each show to our pin tweet. So please look out for that. Uh, also, subscribe, like, and retweet the show. We want to thank you all for listening, and we will catch you on our next episode. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.